guys. Thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. As per usual, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. We are Library Overload there. And then we also have a blog that you can check out all the books that we mention in every single episode. And you can find us at libraryoverload.home.blog. Okay, today's one of my favorite episodes. Yay! What we've been reading lately. I really need to think of like a fun little, little, little ditty to sing about what we've been reading. <laughs> I so, appreciate that you like shook your head in a little dance like yeah. three minutes sh- before you, you said anything. So it was kind of funny. It was in my head before I said it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was funny. It was a pleasure to watch. <laughs> Okay, well, we're just going to jump right in today. So Lots of bookses. Yes. And last month on Book Bingo, we had a couple, at least I know I did, had a couple of horror things that we didn't touch on in the month of October. So Same. I'm going to touch on those now. I know. I've got two, like, October-esque books to talk about. Yes. And the first one I'm going to talk about is called The Price Guide to the Occult. And that's by Leslie Walton. Well, that is just yeah. very interesting. What happened was... <laughs> I last minute decided I'm going to get that last square. Yeah. And it was a horror novel. Yeah. And so I looked online lists of short horror novels. Uh-huh. And this came up there. And it turns out that it's not marked as horror on Goodreads. So it ended up not counting, but I didn't realize that until after I read it. But I really enjoyed it. I gave it four stars. Very nice. It is a YA though. So it doesn't technically count as horror. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was it was fun. Basically, a hundred years ago, Rona Blackburn goes to this island. It's called Anathema Island, which I thought was funny. Because we read Anathema, about Anathema and Good Omens. Oh, okay. I was like, why is that name familiar? Yes. <laughs> I have heard it before. Apparently that word is witch related. So it was, it was funny. That was her okay. name. It kind of all came about. Anyway, she goes there. And instead of the eight original settlers who are men who come to settle the island without their wives first, okay. uh, instead of like accepting her help, because she's a witch, mm-hmm. it's clear from the beginning, um, instead of accepting her help, they decide, nah, let's just burn her. Sure. So they try to burn her, but she's a witch, so she's crafty and she gets out and she curses them all. Lovely. Yes. As I would do. But also the curse is inflicted on her family as well. Mm. So the women only have a love for three days, and then the men move on, and like they, it's like they were never there. The woman ends up with child and only has a daughter. Interesting. So flash forward to the present day, Nor is like the ninth daughter, and she's going to be the one to break the curse. Of course. Or is she? She doesn't know it, but, you know. Okay. Each of the Blackburn women are only supposed to have one gift after Rona, because that was part of the curse. And Nora actually has a bunch, and she's kind of trying to keep that low-key. Her mom turns out to be like this crazy evil lady, and chaos ensues, but it's lots of fun. Huh. It's set in the Pacific Northwest on a, a remote island. Ooh. Yeah. I want to go there. Yeah. I thought it would be horror because her mom is Cray. Okay. 
she was she was you scared you know i wasn't really like terrified but there was some really crazy things that happened okay okay there were some there were more than 10 deaths Oh, my. And the book's only like 190 pages, so (laughs) a lot happened. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it was 230. I can't remember. But it was really good. I enjoyed it. If you're looking for something YA slash spooky, Mm -hmm. definitely give it a go. All about witches, curses, and the likes. Absolutely. Lots of fun. Teenage angst in there, too. Ah, yes can't go without it yeah but they do have more than one lgbtq character in there which is pretty cool we do like that yeah very cool all right my first one is going to be one that i have not shut up about for weeks now and it is homework a memoir of my hollywood years by miss julie andrews i am glad that you finally get to talk about this (laughs) i know i never do no, I, I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I know she I have She's not waxed. a dame yet. Isn't she British? She's British, right? She's, she's British. Uh, up until where this book ends, she is not a dame. I think. Are you thinking of Dame Judi Dench? Well, I do know that Judi Dench is a dame, but I would have thought that Julie Andrews has done some significant work. So she she should get a damedom as well. well is it, that what it's called? I don't think that's what it calls. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue. A damedom? No. It sounds pretty I fun to me. I don't like it. Um, but if she has not been damed, she can come to me and I would be happy to do that. Yes. How do you dame someone? Uh, I Is don't... it like with the sword on the shoulders? I think that's knighting someone, but I'm Is pretty sure you also have to be the Queen of England, which you are not, in fact. I am a queen. <laughs> You're not her majesty, though. Miss <laughs> Andrews can call me what she wants. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's the queen. <laughs> she is the queen. She's my queen. Okay. So, like I said, I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I have talked about it ad nauseum. But uh, I will say that this follows her immediately so the first book of course ended right when she met walt disney and he asked her if she would be in mary poppins she's like oh i'm three months pregnant so sorry and he was like well wait don't you worry and so she has her baby and then she immediately moves to california it follows her she it's actually really interesting how much information she gives about herself and her relationships and things like that she doesn't discuss it at length but it does follow Uh, her first marriage kind of dissolving and not like an epic horrific way just kind of like we don't spend any time together and it's not really a big big deal but we've fallen out of love blah 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 and that's fine but then it follows her meeting Blake Edwards who becomes her I went to school with a guy named Blake Edwards it was him I know but that's just kind of a random coincidence don't you think I mean I know it's not him no it's him but like I've never went to school at the same time that I did. I've never heard that name before for another oh, person, really? so I was just kind of. I feel like interested. it's like two common male names, though. Edwards is a very common last name, and Blake True. is a common name. Is so it? I yeah, it was unique. No, not anymore. But like back when I was growing up, it was. Well, back then there were only twenty people on the earth. <laughs> With friends like these, <laughs> and then um, so you also. Uh, follow her where they decide that they want to have dual citizenship and so they actually 
uh, start the process of becoming a citizen of Switzerland. But that causes so many issues because she has to go back and forth from Hollywood. Blake, of course, is a big time director in Hollywood. So they're having to, you know, spend the required amount of days in Switzerland to maintain that citizenship. And it's just like, oh, going back to Switzerland. They loved it there. They vacationed there. They holidayed there once during Christmas and loved it so much that they bought the place that they rented and ended up making it a home for decades. They loved it. I would like it to was, have that much money. Oh my gosh, right? Um, but they loved it. They it was like there's it still she still to this day has a home there. I don't know if it's oh, the same cool. one, but she does still have a home there. Um, does she have a home in Genovia? Yes, the castle. Um, my only issue, and it is only one issue with this book, is that it only goes to 1986. So she's going to have another book. <laughs> this woman is killing me. It's like she knows that I'm dying and she's like, oh, I'm going to withhold this information. It's like when Apple would like build up their product launches and stuff. Oh That's what she's doing. Oh my God. She's building up me. her product launch. It's driving me so crazy. I could see that it would. You're easily excitable. I am. It's terrible. <laughs> but I did love it. I love her. She gave a lot of information. She covered her husband's prescription pill addiction mm. deeply for someone that has been so private. Yeah. Um. So that was really interesting, kind of how she dealt with it. And it was just kind of one of those things that, like, I kind of just swept it under the rug and, like, because I loved him. What? Yeah. What could I do? Kind of. And so it's. It's very interesting, like, her perspective of it and how just very forthcoming she is with information. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was very interesting. How quickly did you read it? Um, Pretty quickly. I'm probably, I'm pretty sure, like, two sittings. Cool. I read it on a road trip, and once I made the person I was writing with, shoosh, I got to finish it. (laughs) That's funny. Okay. Well, I'm moving on to my other spooky book that actually filled the horror prompt very good (laughs) i did get my bingo last month it was a stretch but i did get it Uh, however i hated this book it was uh but that's just i was putting off the horror thing because it's not my thing sure uh but this is technically a classic so somebody likes it more than one somebody i thought you might like it just because it sounded kind of up your alley but i'm sad that you didn't it was just yeah, I don't know. I give it two stars. I didn't hate it. It's called The Haunting of Hill House, and that is by Shirley Jackson. I've heard wonderful things about the show. Well, the show seems to be different from the mm-hmm. book, but I don't... I, for my notes, I wrote, they're all crazy people. Sure. Mm-hmm. So basically, the premise is there's this really creepy old house, as you usually have in a horror movie. Of course. Or book. Well, Dr. Montague has decided that he wants to do a study on paranormal activity in the place. So he invites people that have had experiences with paranormal activities in the past. So like visited by a poltergeist as one of them. Things like that. And so he rents out the house for three months. And it's him, Theodora, Eleanor, who's telling the story. And Luke, whose family owns the house. Okay. And they go, things start happening. It seems like they're all, like, the house is going to claim one of them. Because mm-hmm. uh, lots of crazy things have happened in the house over the decades. It, 
in my personal opinion, I think Eleanor was just crazy before she got there. <laughs> and the house had nothing to do with it. Okay. But, you know. Okay. It's just... To talk too much more about the plot would give it away. Gotcha. But it's a very quick read. I think it's 180 pages. I just... They went on and on about some of the stupidest stuff. Mm. And then... Sounds like a classic. And then some of the times, like, they didn't even tell you, like, the girls who were running, but you never knew why. Mm-hmm. Or you heard a noise, but then it wasn't ever mentioned again. Like, what mm. the noise... Like, it just... It was very disorganized okay so it made me think that the person writing it was maybe trying to portray the craziness that's what i was about to say but it just wasn't my thing i get it so it was just meh okay but i did get a bingo so yay yay for you and your bingo my next one is was kind of a big deal uh a while back maybe last year or so but this is sadie by courtney summers i had not heard about this until i saw it on your thing so I'd heard a lot about it because the structure of it is really cool. So this is about, uh, so a girl named Sadie has had just a shit life. Like her mom has always been on drugs her entire life. Uh, When her mom gets pregnant a second time with another little girl, Sadie decides that this is my daughter. And Sadie basically raises her little sister. And when her mom finally, I know. And when her mom finally runs off in the middle of the night, Sadie, at 16 years old, is raising her younger sister. That sucks. Uh, When Sadie turns 18, um, not immediately, but when Sadie is 18, her 13-year-old sister has gone missing and then a few days later is found dead. Oh. I know. Can this girl catch a break? No. So Sadie kind of, you know, loses her mind for a while. Like, this is the, her entire existence was Maddie, her little sister. And when she finally, like, kind of pulls up, uh, pulls herself up by her bootstrap, she decides that she's going to make Maddie's killer pay. Oh, I like that. Yes. So, the second perspective in this book is West McCray. He is a radio personality. McCray? McCray. So, he's Cray with a Mick? Yes. He's Irish crazy. Oh, my gosh. So he, uh, he's just a radio personality. He is in, in town doing a piece on small towns in America when he overhears the story of Maddie's death and all of that. Well, a while later, he reaches out to kind of the girl's grandmother figure. Uh, it was their neighbor. And when, uh, and she tells him that Sadie's gone missing. She's been gone for weeks and she doesn't want another dead girl and so he kind of gets talked into begrudgingly researching this entire thing and ends up doing a podcast about it oh that's so cool. his perspective is a new podcast episode and then you'll go to sadie's perspective and so he's always a few steps behind and sometimes he can't figure out like where did she go why this direction and he doesn't understand what's driving her yet and so it's just like oh my god it was so so good that's awesome it was so so cool it was so good like i read it in one sitting up until two o'clock in the morning because i was like please please be okay sadie please don't do something you can't take back like hurry and get her west like it was just like oh my god it was so good and the ending was one of the cooler ones that i've read it's not like anything i've read and it was just 
Oh, it was so, so good. I enjoyed it so much. That's awesome. It was great. Awesome. Like, really, really five good. Five stars? Uh, I think I gave it uh, four or five. Yeah. One cool. of the two. So cool, cool. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Highly recommend. Awesome. All right, guys. Brace yourselves. It's happening. I'm ready. City of Girls. Tell me all about it. I'm so happy. So you mentioned you were interested in this reading for the summer. Yes, it was a summer reading. Yeah, yes. it came out this past summer. Okay. And that's by Elizabeth Gilbert. Who is also the Eat, Pray, Love author. Yes. But, and she hasn't done fiction in a while. And this and was her first yes. venture back in many, many moons. It was brilliant. First of all, it had one of my favorite things ever. Tell me. So it's 2017 and Vivian is 97. Oh. And this girl, Angela, writes her a letter. Okay. And she's like, my mom has recently passed. Now that my dad has also passed, can you tell me what you were to my dad? And she's like, no, that was his place, but I can tell you what he was to me. So then she goes into this whole thing. So the whole book, she's looking back, Love writing it. this letter. Love it. At 97. Oh, <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Just the insight that you have as an old person. Oh my God. I can't wait to get there. <laughs> Tavia, you're so old already. Right, but I don't have any, like... You don't have the wisdom. No. I need more experiences to have more wisdom. I think maybe you need to eat some raisin bran. I think that's what the old people eat for the wisdom. Is that... Is that is the wisdom in the raisins? Yes, that's why old people like raisins. No one else does. Oh, right. <laughs> why would you let a grape go bad? It could have been wine. That's so funny. You're hysterical. <laughs> Well, anyway, Vivian starts her story in 1940. She gets kicked out of Vassar. Vassar? Yes. And she goes to New York City to live with her Aunt Peg, who runs a theater. Talking like showgirls. Love it. Type theater. I would do that. So much fun. This world that Vivian is in. She, it's like the little blurb on the thing. It says glamour, sex, and adventure. Love it's it's like it's got the most amazing girl power message through the whole thing and it's like vivian is unabashedly her own person love which is awesome and and at the beginning when she's young because in 1940 she's 19 and she hasn't quite found herself yet but you get the wisdom and the writing because she's looking back on it Mm -hmm. so she can tell you I didn't know this at this point in my life, but sure. here's what I'm telling you. And there were not one, but two shocking, holy balls things that happened. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> did you like that? I did. I liked it. Holy balls. Holy balls. Yeah. I was like. This book has already had a shocking twist, and there's still so much of it left. What else could could happen? And then it did it again. And I was shook. (laughs) To the core? To the core. (laughs) Like, and then we find out who Angela's dad is. Like, holy cow. Just crazy. But loads of fun. Like New York City in the 40s with the showgirls and the was the best time. Yes. Mm -hmm. I wish I were there. But I did want to say one of the most amazing quotes that I got from the book. Tell me. 
It says, at some point in a woman's life, she just gets tired of being ashamed all the time. After that, she is free to become who she truly is. Love it. Isn't it beautiful? It's fantastic. And the whole book was filled with little ditties like that. <laughs> little amazing. Ah, oh, it was so worth the wait on, on getting to it. I wish I would have read it the moment it came out. But it was completely and utterly amazing. And I wish I could read it for the first time again. Like, it was that good. I can't wait to post the screenshot I took of our conversation. Because, like, we share a library account because uh, Tavia's literally feet away from the county line. Yes. And so the library that I have is much bigger. So we share. And when I when I got the email that City of Girls was available to pick up, Tavia let some foul words of excitement I, come out. I did. I don't <laughs> normally talk like that. No, I'm just kidding. I totally do. <laughs> that was a lie. <sighs> that was a lie from Satan. But I was <laughs> so, so excited about this book. And so, it, but it sounds like it, it lived yes, up to the hype. It lived up to the hype. And even if you don't like period stuff mm-hmm. or historical fiction, it's just brilliant as a girl power mm-hmm. message. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many empowering characters in this book that it's just it's just brilliant. Mm. I loved it. I loved everything about it. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yes. Did I tell you? That the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo is an old lady looking back on her life telling a journalist about it. You did, but here's okay. the thing. You beat me to reading it, so now mm-hmm. I can't use it as new material. Oh. So I have to always keep finding new material. You can so read I can't it read again. it yet. You can read it again. Christmas break. Yes, I can read it over Christmas break. Okay. That's why I haven't finished the Stalking Jack the Ripper series yet because you've already talked about it. And gotcha. Caitlin's already talked about it. It's gotcha. like... Ugh, I've got to read other stuff. I feel I so know. much pressure. I know. I understand 1,000%. Yes. Okay. My, are you done talking about City of Girls? I was just going to okay? say, I think it's going to be in contention for one of my favorite books of the year. Love that. Yes. That's very good. Yes. Coming in, coming in. What's the saying that's like you're coming in at the end of the ball game? What is that? What is the sports analogy? <laughs> Go team, score the points. No! Do it's the like thing at the end of the buzz. Go buzz- sports! No, it's like at the end of the buzzer. Are you talking about the like ninth inning, bases yeah, loaded, fly yeah. ball, or something like that? No, it's like when you don't think it'll happen, but right at the buzzer, you win the I game. I literally have no clue what you're trying to say. <laughs> like, literally, no clue. <laughs> no, it's like. You thought you had your favorites for the year already set and we're almost at the end of the year, but you managed to find another really good one. I don't know what you're trying to say. I, I get your premise, but your analogy is lost. I'm, I'm not picking it up. Oh my God. The other day, I couldn't think of the word vulnerable and you weren't there and I was trying, <laughs> and I was trying to tell Chris's story and I couldn't think of the word vulnerable. I used every other synonym possible <laughs> and Chris kept trying to help me and I was like, no. <laughs> and eventually I was like, you know, in football, when you don't block for the quarterback, you leave him what? And he was like, tackled? I don't know. <laughs> Two hours later, I was like, what the hell? Just screamed it in the middle. That's really funny. You should have just, like, called me. I, I, next time I will. Did you wish I was there? It was so stressful. <laughs> That's I amazing. I need you to help me with the words. It was That's so amazing. bad. 
I could be hired as a full-time word consultant Dude, for between my, a small nominal fee. <laughs> between my hand gestures that are very large mm-hmm. and then all the information I give you, you typically know what I'm trying to say. Yes. You li- you lost me on the sports metaphor that you're trying to make. I'll I'll think about it later. And it's not because I don't know about sports, because I do know a lot about sports, but I whatever you're trying to you say know, I, is it not came in, came in at the buzzer. Like a buzzer beater? I mean sure, that's what we'll call it. I'll see if Chris knows. All right, let's just He'll move be on. like, is it vulnerable? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Okay. okay, let's just move on. Fine. So my next one was my horror pick for um, book bingo last month. Yes. And I picked a small one too because I was real nervous. Because <laughs> we really don't like horror. Big old chicken. Yeah. And it ended up being a really fun read. Like it got really mm-hmm. creepy, but I let I read it at work with the the fluorescent lighting. That's good. And I found that. mine in no way creepy at all. Mm-hmm. And so I was not scared or there you go. Like I was just I was like, is this over yet? (laughs) Okay, so this one is Horror Store by Grady Hendrix. This book looks, is the same shape and everything design as the Ikea catalog. Like it's like the square. Yeah, it was really, I literally picked it up and was like, oh, I don't even care if this is scary. I must read it because it looks like I'm going to be really pondering hard at Ikea. Like it was just very cool. So this is... Uh, yeah, it looks just like the Ikea, Ikea catalog. Every chapter has, like, the bookshelf, and it describes the little bookshelf. And, like, it's it's called, the store is called Orsk that the, the story is set at. So Amy works at Orsk. It is the poor man's Ikea. Uh-huh. Which is, like, really bad. <laughs> okay. But, so Amy is kind of really struggling with money. So when her boss asks her, would you be interested in working all night tonight so we can see who's been coming in the store and vandalizing the store at night? Because when they get to the store to open in the morning, there will be broken glasses, things shoved across the store, dirt on the floor. Is the store too poor for security cameras? I guess. I mean, I, I know there were security cameras, but they never picked up anything. So they're like, we must be missing it. Interesting. So as you turn the pages, the chapters initially, first chapter is the bookshelf. And then the next chapter is um, the stool. And the next chapter is like a crib, you know. And, but And I stopped kind of paying attention to the chapters. But then as you kept going, eventually I looked over and it was like, a torture device oh wow and i was like oh wait that's not a bookshelf <laughs> <laughs> and so they can't they so it's uh amy her boss and one other co-worker decide to stay the night okay and shit goes down <laughs> it gets really creepy it's ghosts that are haunting yeah. the store and it just gets bananas bananas and it was really interesting i finished it walked it over to a co-worker and i'm like please read this so we can talk about it and he was like okay that's really cool for you for a horror book yeah no it was just it was funny like it had like this like this dry sarcasm that mm-hmm. i love thought it was really funny but like 
got really creepy at some points. I was like, mm, how far away can I back up from the book? <laughs> like, without with be, still being able to read it. Like, some parts got really creepy. Did you almost put it in the freezer? I almost put it in the freezer, but I didn't. Good job. I'm proud of Joey you. Joey would be proud. Yes. But yeah. I really liked it. Awesome. It was really interesting. Apparently, this author has written, like, short stories in, um, like, short story collections and things uh-huh. like that. So, yeah, I, I might have to find more by them. Nice. Very interesting. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> okay. I've been reading some really great stuff lately. I'm excited to hear. Next, I am doing, or talking about Bringing Down the Duke. Okay. And I didn't know you finished this. Cool. Well, I'm about five pages from finish, oh so goodness. we're calling it an end. Confession. Yeah, so Bringing Down the Duke, and that's by Evie Dunmore, and it's so much fun. Is it cute? Yes. It looks cute. Warning. It is going to be a series. It just came out this year, though. How kind of you to warn people when something is going to be a series. That's nice, Tavia. Continue. This is going to be called, the series is going to be called A League of Extraordinary Women, which I like. That is cool. Because they're the gentlemen, you know? Sure. Anyway, I, I did get that reference. I appreciate Thank that. you. Good. Uh, it came in my book of the month box. It was in my book of the month picks. Now, it is technically a romance, mm-hmm. but it's a historical fiction romance. Sure. Um, and it does get a little steamy, but, you know, I like that. So it's fine. Right. It is, also, it's Evie Dunmore's debut novel. Nice. So that's fun. Um, Sadie was Courtney Summers' debut oh, novel. Nice. And I'm like, <laughs> add a girl. Yeah. Way to go. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so it's 1879 in England, so we're in Victorian London. Mm-hmm. Annabel Archer is a poor daughter of a country vicar, but the vicar. <laughs> but she has earned a spot as one of the first female class, as part of the first female class accepted to Oxford. Okay. She gets a scholarship from the women's suffrage movement. Nice. So she has to, as part of her scholarship, recruit men to the suffragist cause. Mm. She is, she accidentally bumps into one of the most powerful men in the country, Sebastian Devereux, Duke of Montgomery. That is a hell of a name. And hijinks ensue. (laughs) And it's amazing. It's suffragists. It's England. It's Victorian England. And... It's really funny because a lot of the books you read at that time don't do this, but Sebastian actually meets with Queen Victoria on more than one occasion. Oh, my. Yes. So that's kind of fun. That is interesting. You don't see her portrayed in YA, or not YA, in romance a lot. Right. You know. Sure. Or even in any Victorian. Mm -hmm. Usually, like, the queen is just a thing. She's over there. You don't have interactions with her. Sure. But it's fun. I really enjoyed it. I gave it four stars. Nice. Yes. Well, I'm going to give it four stars when I finish these five pages. Blast it all. What if something detrimental happens in these next five pages and it ruins the entire thing? I will update you guys next episode. Okay. I accept. Okay. It was really, really, really cute, though. Good. Yeah. Women's lib and all of that. Oh, yeah. But with romance. Did you did you sing the sister suffragette song? <laughs> no, Poppins? but I thought about it several times <laughs> because basically they're a little bit ahead of that. I believe that was set in the early 1900s. I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, I, I know that when United States women got the vote, I do not remember when the women's women got the vote in England. Mm. 
But the major plot they're trying to do is they're not quite at the women get the vote yet. They're trying to amend the Women's Property Act of 1870, stating that when a woman marries a man, everything she owns is now his. Mm -hmm. Because at that time, if you didn't own land, you couldn't vote. So basically, if you're a woman and your husband takes all your land, you can't vote. Right. So that's where they're starting from. Gotcha. Which is a lot of fun. Lots of history stuff. Victorian England. Romance. Right up your alley. Yes. If only Annabelle had been an old woman. <laughs> and she was looking back telling the story. <laughs> you are such a nerd. Yes, this is true. This is a true statement. Okay. My last book was a doozy. In a good way? Uh, oh, no. So I have this coworker at the bookstore. And I love her. And she loves like doesn't shut up about her cozy mysteries yeah so when october came around and i needed a book with a cat on the cover i was like alicia give me one of your books with a cat give me the first of the series and i will read it and i will report back guys caught dead-handed Nice. By Carol J. Perry. I love a good pun. Oh my gosh. They are, there are some hysterical ones. Yeah? Yes. Nice. And uh, this one was... It was a mess, man. All right. So listen. So Lee Barrett is a young widow. Her husband has recently died, so she has moved back home to Salem to live with her aunt. As one would. Sure. And... She had done some news reporting work in the past. She was hoping to get a job at the local news station. So she shows up for her job interview, all excited. They tell her, actually, he already filled the position. I was told to tell you if you showed up. Sorry. So she's Do like... Do telephones not exist? Mm-mm. Okay. No, it's like modern modern day. It's super weird. Okay. But um, so all, all the, you know, like, oh, okay, I'm hella pissed, which she was. But then... Um, so she goes out to her car and happens to see a dead body. Oh, okay. So, you know, the cops are called, blah, blah, blah. Then, of course, she's right outside the the news. So they run outside with their cameras and here comes the guy that just took her job. And so she's, of course, uh, interviewed by everybody. And then the secretary that she met that told her the bad news is like, oh, the dead person is our call-in psychic. Are you still looking for a job? You could be the psychic. And so as you do in a cozy mystery, you accept the psychic job. Okay. At the news. With no... No psychic abilities. Okay. So she goes and she, you know, does her research on... Is it tarot cards? Or is Mm -hmm. it... Okay, tarot Tarot cards. cards, uh I was like, tarot? Tarot cards? Tarot cards? (laughs) Um, she does her kind of, you know, some research into astrology and stuff like that. So she can say the magic words and blah, blah, blah. And, um, when she... Are the magic words bibbidi-bobbidi-boo? No. So she, so she shows up at the, um, at the, the place. She's ready to shoot her first episode. And she, um, happens to look into the obsidian ball, which is a black crystal ball. And so she happens to look in it and all of a sudden sees these horrifying pictures. Oh, my. 
And oh my goodness, is she actually psychic? I don't know. Who killed the other psychic? We don't know. I figured it out halfway in and was screaming at the book the rest of the time. I am intrigued that you read A Cozy Mystery. Well, I needed a cat on the cover and I told Alicia that I would read it because I really was intrigued by these books that she wouldn't shut up about. Lots of people love the cozies. They do. Um, and I, and I do, I guess, get it. It was a very quick read. It was a very easy read, but I just, God, I figured out, I figured out the killer, who the killer was, what the killer was, like 700 years before Lee does. Mm. And I'm just literally like, ah! like just screaming at the, it was so frustrating. So I brought the book back to her and she's like, what'd you think? And I was like, it was awful. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, wow. <laughs> It was terrible, and she knows that they're terrible, but she loves them anyway, and that is fine because she can like what she likes. That's why I like Jade, Jade West. Exactly. Um, I was not a fan, but it's okay. Twas not a fan. Mm-hmm. It he, happens. He's okay. All right. Well, my last book I'm also a big fan of. I was going to say the thing that we're not supposed to say. I'm not going to do it, though. We need to get a thesaurus. A thesaurus. thesaurus. Okay, so I read Sorcery of Thorns, mm-hmm. and that's by Margaret Rogerson. You have been holding on to this for a while, have you not? Um, I've wanted to read it for a while. I didn't own it until my birthday. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I purchased it with the birthday monies. I like it. Yes. It was so much fun. I'm glad. Yes. And Margaret Rogerson is who wrote An Enchantment of Ravens that our friend Caitlin talked about back on our covers episode. Okay. Very nice. So this is her uh, novel. It's a standalone. You're welcome for that. Are you sure? I am certain. I will have to catch you guys up on my argument with Tavia later. I told Caitlin, because I see her, I saw her today, and I said, if Susie starts berating me in person... I'm totally calling you and passing the buck again. That's the thing that's going to happen. She's like, okay, I'll accept. (laughs) Anyway, Sorcery of Thorns is about Elizabeth. And her whole life, she's been taught that sorcerers are evil. Of course. And that's the only thing, you know, like, sorcerers are bad. Stay away. She was raised in a library. Uh, She was an orphan, left at the library steps. And so she was raised as a foundling in the, the library but is, is this my life in another world? It could be. <sighs> These libraries are magic libraries and <gasps> the, the books are alive. That's even better. Yes, the books talk to you. I love So it. they're actually grimoires, which are sorcerer's books. Okay. And they can turn evil if you mistreat them. So the wardens of the libraries guard the books to keep them out of the hands of the general public because you know they're they could be dangerous and they also lock up in the vault the ones that have already become dangerous sure sure well there is a series of events Mm -hmm. elizabeth ends up being implicated in a sabotage on the library (gasps) saboteur yes and sentenced to have to go to the capital city where the palace is and face the magisterium which is the wizarding council so this guy comes to pick her up and it's nathaniel and he's dreamy oh do we love nathaniel yes and he's a sorcerer love so it's a love hate kind of thing love but it's so much fun there's 
there's so many different takes on or it's just a different take on the it's, love to hate thing it's normally a witch and yes. the guy is the non yes so that's interesting yes um it, so she kind of has to she's thrown into this situation where she's innocent and the only person that she has to trust her life with is this guy who in most scenarios would be her mortal enemy sure and it's lots of fun but the the sorcery of that world is really cool because you're born like a human but if you summon a demon and make a bargain with the demon he'll give you magic powers okay and the sorcerers the demons names are really sacred and they're passed down from these families Uh so once the dad dies and the son can summon the same demon because he will know his true name so like they guard the secret of the demon's true name okay and so each family has like a specialty area of magic and nathaniel's family is necromancy Uh, which is kind of fun but it's kind of a burden for him so he struggles with that and then his demon is there silas and he's lots of fun um so it's like elizabeth and a sorcerer and a demon and they get into, Go into a bar. Yeah. <laughs> and they just have fun, but in a world where books are alive love. and all the libraries. And I loved the dedication page of this one. It said to all the girls who have found themselves in books. Love. Yes. But it was really, really good. It all wrapped up nice and neatly. Are you certain? I am certain. So I read Serpent and Dove. Susie has a different opinion than I do about it. No, no. I loved it. I thought it was wonderful and beautiful. I loved everything about it. But Tavia said a lie. I think that it's fairly wrapped up. It no. can go either way. No. You're not. No. Like, it's not like Empire of Storms. No. It is not a finished story. That is not where a book should ever end unless it's going to continue in a series. So Tavia says to you that this is a finished book it is not i don't think i said it was a finished book i said i think it could go either way no i asked you pointedly i asked is this going to be the beginning of a series and you were like "Mm, i think it could go on it's got other characters and so that meant to me that maybe other characters would get their own books and their own stories i see no that's the way Caitlin had described it to me, and I kind of took that and ran with it. No. But there's no immediate plans for it to be a sequel. Like, nothing's pending, nothing's in the works. And I think that it wraps up at an okay point where I would be comfortable. No. But I also have no problems not finishing things. So why would you take my word for it to you begin with? You have broken our bond with this lie. I'm okay with that. Guys, I can't even tell you. She was so, so mad. I used all caps for hours. I know. And I got tired of it. And I so I threw Caitlin under the bus. And I said, call Caitlin. Start messaging her. She's so the then one, I yelled at she's Caitlin. She's the one that started this whole nonsense. So I started yelling at Caitlin. And Caitlin threw you under the bus. And she was like, well, Tavia read it too. I was like, I know. I started there. Yeah. Y'all. Was- so in case you are weird like me and you don't want to read something We're where you'll crazy. have to wait a minimum of a year, but more than likely more, for a continuation of a very, very good story. Don't read it yet. It is a really good it book. It was very good. I loved it. But damn it, it's not finished. I was so mad. Oh, my God. 
So never take what Tavia's here word. is a difference of opinion. Never take Tavia's word that a book is done. That I didn't say it was done. I said there's no immediate plans for a sequel. No. And it could no. go on or it could not go on. The words you said were, there are other characters. So, I mean, yeah, it could go on. That meaning is it could be another person's story. No. I'm very upset. Okay, well, why don't you write the author and talk to her about it? That works. Totes my goats. And ask her if she's going to make it a sequel. Give it a sequel. Because I don't have the information you're looking for. I'm not going to change my mind. I just want you to not lie. I didn't lie. You lied. You just have a different opinion. TV, it's not a finished story. I, I think that it could be. No. It's, I'm fine with it. Oh, my God. It's because you don't finish things. You're like, oh, one and then no ending. That's fine. I think you have a serious issue with closure in your life. Yes, you need it. That you might need to address with a trained professional. I think you have an issue with closure. No, I have no problem with closure. I am good without it. That is bananas. <laughs> Clearly, you need closure more than I do. I always need closure. You always need closure. And why wouldn't you want closure in books when you can most definitely get closure? What if... Remember that one book that we read that ended uh, on the big cliffhanger and then, and then the author never finished yeah. it? No, I still think about that book. But to this, this is day. nothing like that, in my opinion. This could be finished. To, to me, it is not close to being finished. Hmm. I'm going like... to think about this book every single day until I get the next book. And what makes me even more mad is the fact that it probably won't wrap up in a second book. It'll probably be a trilogy. And then I'm going to have to wait years for the trilogy. Well, I can't help it that you're crazy. I can't help it that you're a liar. If you just took a, a laid back approach to, to closure, then it would be a problem. That's the problem. The problem <laughs> is the laid back approach to closure. That's bananas. How do you live your life like that? I just keep going. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Tavia, I'm drowning. Well, I'm sorry. That's all I wanted was a sorry. And I do not forgive you. I will never forgive you. I was sorry that you were drowning. I was not sorry about any of the other parts of it. I don't forgive you. Okay. Well, on a brighter note, we are going to be doing a giveaway soon on the social medias. So you guys can stay tuned for that. Yes. Check us out on Facebook and at Instagram. Library Overload on both. Yes. We're going to have a giveaway for each or a book giveaway for each social media. Yeah. So you could potentially win two books. Yes. And the details of it are still in the works. So definitely check out the socials mm -hmm. um, for the details on that. And maybe you could win a book. Or two. A book, a book, a book. It sounded like a muck. Mm -mm. Yeah, it was fun. That was I'll, a thing. I'll never laugh again. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I'll laugh enough for both of us. That's fine. <laughs> and your unfinished life. You're really wound up about this. I'm I so think mad. it's unhealthy. I've been thinking about it for days. It's so unhealthy. She's like staring at me. 
So we should probably let you guys go before I get murdered. Mm-hmm. But uh, just check on me. Make sure I'm okay in a couple days. Or don't. Uh, Susie might have killed me. That's fine. But we but will. what a great way for some closure. This is true. Mm-hmm. Also, next week, our episode is our buddy Reed. So if you're going to check that out, the logger queen of Minnesota. And hopefully it'll be good. Hopefully Tavia will be around to discuss it. I feel like if you killed me, you would have no one to fill my shoes and your creative outlet in the world would be gone and you would be even more sad than you were before. I would have closure. All right. That's fine. Mm -hmm. All right. We will see you guys or talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.